This is the Post Pitch Podcast, the podcast that dives into what it's really like to give an elevator pitch to high-powered investors. I'm your host, Billy Berrios. On this show, we talk to contestants from the show Entrepreneur Elevator Pitch immediately after they pitch their business to titans of industry, looking for hundreds of thousands of dollars in investment. Sometimes they rise to greatness, and sometimes they fall from glory, but they've always got a story. Today's episode, we have William Colton from Paldera Pharmaceuticals. He explains how they harness the power of natural bacteriophage to fight and prevent disease. Before we get into our conversation, let's give a listen to the 60-second pitch he did in the elevator. Hi, my name is William Colton. I'm the founder and inventor behind Paldera Pharmaceuticals. We're developing a gel coating to help prevent your next healthcare crisis from ever happening in the first place. We're doing that by starting off by targeting one of the most common infections in healthcare, catheter-associated UTIs or catheter-associated infections. They're responsible for 10,000 deaths every year and a $1.7 billion economic burden on the healthcare system. Paldera has developed a gel coating that can prevent up to 99% of those associated infections. And for 50 cents, we can save the hospital up to $10,000 per patient and saves the patient's life at the same time. Paldera is working hard to develop a safe and effective way to allow medical devices to not have these crazy infections associated. We're currently working towards our phase one clinical trials and we're looking for a $500,000 investment for 5% equity in the company. We are protected by Paldera. Uh, welcome to another edition of the Elevator Pitch Podcast. I'm your host, Billy B. Today we have William from Paldera. William, we watched uh, your pitch today, and I'm just going to try to dumb it down as much as possible because you said a lot of big words. You were really smart, and uh, Todd and I are not that professional. We're not that smart, so we're going to ask you to like to dumb it down for us as much as possible. What do you do? What's your product? Go ahead. Absolutely. So Paldera Pharmaceuticals makes gel coatings for catheters and other medical devices that prevents drug-resistant bacterial infection. All right. I have a lot of questions already. I hear catheter and I hear disease. So these are allowing it to be inserted easier with the gel coating. Yes. It's a combination of being easier to insert, but it also fights off disease actively while the device is being used. Most Mm -hmm. catheters can't really do that on their own. They're just a piece of plastic. Our gel adds that extra layer of defense to fight off infections. You do, you, do you see me going pale? Because number one, I think catheter. And number two, yeah. I think, oh my God, something's going to go wrong yeah. after. And that's a place where I can't have it go. I'm probably already in for something already getting a catheter. <laughs> right? Why am I in there in the first place? Probably something's going wrong. And I don't want anything to have yeah. happen. So I'm going to take a deep breath because now I get it immediately. That should have been the elevator. Double whammy. Yeah, you don't want to have double whammy. Yeah. If you're already having to deal with a urinary catheter, you're not having a great time. You're not having a good time already. (laughs) Already, you know, it's going through. I've never, I've never, have you ever got a catheter? I did. So remember the car accident I got into? Oh, you did have that car accident. I had a bad car accident and I would pull it out. I was out of it. Yeah. Oh, you had the balloon. Yep. Oh, oh man. Multiple oh. times. Because you're so jacked up on yeah. whatever? Like yeah. the pain meds or whatever? Yeah. yeah. Oh. I was. I mean, I was, uh, I, I was in intensive care. I visited you in the hospital. Yeah, I think I was. Yeah, it was, it was headed. Are you, are you okay after yeah. that? Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Well, you still have scars on your hands. Yeah. As long as you don't have a, 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 a Casio watch. Sometimes they, let me, they get me a little... Uh, <laughs> oh my god i'm dead That's uh, no, but, but no it, i was in icu for a week and this oh happened god. when we were in high school this was 30 years ago wow long, yeah. longer than that because we had our 30 year reunion so you was, you were a junior in high yeah, school yeah yeah 
but I pulled it out multiple times and I remember the catheter going in and I remember it was just, so is it, obviously it's not going to help. I mean, would the gel help at all with, with the pain or of going so the gel is just a platform. So we can load it with multiple different drugs and components to improve based on like the formulation we need for like that indication. So like if you're doing like burn wounds, you're gonna have a lot of associated pain. Mm-hmm. So we can add stuff like topical lidocaine oh, into our hydrogel. Awesome. So that oh, lidocaine, the yeah, numb it. To yeah. numb it, and then the gel will keep it moist, make it heal better. And then we have our antimicrobials that fight off bacteria while you're healing. Yeah. So how did you come up with this? How did I come up with this? So in high school, I like I was doing marine biology research because I really want to be a marine biologist. I thought that was like dope, like to be on the ocean all yeah. day. Yeah. And then I realized like you can't really raise a family on a small flats boat. So <laughs> I kind of like transitioned to like the next closest science that made a lot of money, which was like pre-med or whatever Mm -hmm. i grew up like next to the houston med center in bel air texas Mm -hmm. and so i was always surrounded by doctors and i just thought it was a really cool job and like you get the opportunity to help people so i did an internship my senior year of high school at ut health in uh, houston i studied max facial oral cancer using sting hydrogels Mm -hmm. so that's how i got my kind of gel experience yeah that was my senior year yeah it was like a project i had no idea what i was doing um I had no but lab props experience. props to the high school for offering something yeah, like that. Yeah, and it wasn't even the high school. I had reached out to this professor at uh, that institution and stuff, and they followed up with me. They're like, yeah, we'd be happy to have you. And I was like one of three interns that he chose. Sweet. And like I was the only one who was going to state school. The other two were going to like Ivy League. So I'm like very out of place, but also just very down to earth sure. in that kind of instance. And like that's kind of shows that it's not always about the school you go to. It's about your passion, your mm-hmm. drive, and like right. your your need to like help other people. And another good story of getting an internship in somewhat of a field you have some kind of interest in yep. and like taking the next steps of, you know, getting an early, early opportunity to say, this might be for me or my, yep. I might hate it. Yeah. yeah. So it's like a pre-med. Yeah. So then I went to Oklahoma State University for my bachelor's and master's. Uh, while I was doing my undergrad work, I started doing more research because I was really intrigued by it. I joined Dr. Matthew Cabine's lab at Oklahoma State University. I studied a bacteria called Pseudomonas aeruginosa. It's really problematic in hospitals. Is there a street name for that? Uh, P. aeruginosa, P.A. I, I don't know if there's a street name. Yeah, It's not, it's not something you want to buy underhand. Like, <laughs> like the, all these Latin names, I'm yeah. like, it's just give me like the name that I might know. I've yeah. heard of it before. It's a nasty germ. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah that's, yeah. that's where we want to go. Yeah. Right? Yeah. A little bit too much for Germex to handle. Okay. Um, but it, it tends to infect patients with cystic fibrosis. And it won't go away. You can treat them with antibiotics for months, and it'll just lay dormant in there, and then resurge after they stop. Mm, antibiotics. Sounds herp- herpes. So you studied this, yeah. And it's wow. a bacteria, so it's super aggressive, yeah. and it's fatal. It's not like a virus where it just floats around. It's actually trying to eat you from like wow. the inside out. So, what we wanted to do was kind of study how it avoids those antibiotics. And I was doing more research and stuff. I saw how big of a problem it was. How the drugs we had weren't working anymore. And doctors were scratching their head, like, what are we supposed to do for these patients? Are they just terminal now? Do we just give up? And so I was able to pull on some of my background with the hydrogel stuff. It's a great platform for drug delivery for multiple different contexts. Phage therapeutics, which is what I work with as my antimicrobial. That's what I wrote down. Yeah. Yeah. Those are bacteriophage. So bacteriophage, all that means is there's viruses that only infect specific bacteria. They won't infect you. They're actually part of your microbiome. You have some in your gut right now, probably hundreds of millions. They help keep you healthy. 
and they keep those bacteria in check. Is that like probiotic? Yes, it's like a probiotic. So in the same way you can use bacteria as a probiotic, you can use phage to help regulate your microbiome okay. to prevent GI distress and stuff like that. So it's a huge platform technology. Yeah. You can use it in so many different ways. The older we get, the more we need to take care of our gastro whatever because yeah. <laughs> we can't process foods like we used to. We yeah. Can't. Yeah. It's so like yogurt and stuff for dope. But like with phage, it's very unique in that you can target also the bacteria that are causing the disease and get rid of those so that the good bacteria take their place and they can't reinfect you. Mm. And so with our hydrogel technology, what we did is we took something like phage, which is normally administered intravenously throughout the whole body, a lot of off-target effects, a lot of problems associated with that. And we made it localized by using our hydrogel to keep it in one spot and treat where the infection is the problem. How long did that process take? I started the company in May of 2019. I had the concept in fall of 2018. And then I did my first co business competition spring of 2019. That's won the great. high growth graduate division as a sophomore at the Loves Cup. And we were able to get $21,000 in preliminary funding from that prize money. Since then we competed at Rice, Princeton, uh, ASU Innovation Open, some of the top business competitions. And that's what taught me how to pitch, like trial and error. The like, guy, so. the guy with the uh, projector, went to Rice yesterday too. Yes, so right, yeah. Rice looks like it's uh, cranking out some big time nerds. Big time. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great school, by the way. Um. <laughs> let, me, let me go back to the, the three months ago. Yeah. You were in the elevator. So the last time you were here, what was that like? What was the elevator experience like for you? Because obviously oh you have, gosh. as you just said, yeah. some unbelievable experience. You know it all here but pitching it is a different story. Yeah, so and like, I've never been in an environment like that where I'm in like a metal box with LED lights and a robotic Siri telling me when I should start my pitch. Um, usually <laughs> I'm up on stage and I have right. judges and an audience that can yeah, help exactly. me gauge my body language and like how well I'm doing at reaching them and stuff. We, we said something, you've done this before. Even if the answers once you got into the boardroom on today's pitch, you were ultra prepared, like over prepared almost. So we, we talk about EQ and IQ and having the street smarts and well as the nerd smarts, but rarely do you see them together and able to a pitch in, in a, a question so and answer form. You know, so uh, that's, right. that's, that's, that's hard to do that. But when you're prepared and again, being in front of an audience, it's a lot easier yeah. in the elevator. I want to go back to that elevator. So you hear the voice. Yeah. You, you could what, what, tell us about last season. So like I'm looking in, like just getting ready, and my face is prepared, and like I'm not thinking about happy thoughts. I'm anxious. I feel like I'm in some sort of trap or something, and I have to like pitch my way out of it. Yeah. It doesn't feel like yeah. an opportunity. It yeah. feels kind of like, oh shit, this is real. No and control. I, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Desperation. I have yeah, to yeah. get. I'm drowning. Kind of yeah. So it's yeah, a sink or swim kind of situation. Yeah. And I sank the first time. I at least got one up vote from one of the judges, which mm -hmm. was great. That yeah. gave me the confidence to be like, okay, I did okay, but there's definitely some room for improvement. Let's hit that. And then they approached you to go to fix New York. my pitch. And yeah. How was that? Oh, incredible. I'd never been to New York before. Tell so it. um, it's really interesting walking down streets that are lined with garbage because I've never been to a city like that before. <laughs> Houston is much more spaced out. So our garbage is distributed in right. dumpsters, not on like public sidewalks. Right. If you get caught, I've been in New York plenty of times. You get caught on the night before, morning of, where they're on their way to pick it up, but you're early up yeah. enough, and there are Ooh. mountains of bags because yeah. all the businesses are right there. A lot of a lot of food and restaurants businesses, and there is a stench, especially in the summer, maybe even after Ooh. a hard rain. Yeah, um, but That's you get caught on it. Yeah, wow. 
yeah it, it was super dope it was wild i've never been to like a city like that where it's like so easy to walk everywhere i got to see like wall street i got to go see uh the twin tower sites and stuff did you take a subway uh yeah i took the subway um this do you okay with your metro card and uh, use it right? i didn't know how to use a metro card at first so i jumped the rail the first time i was going on did. yeah i was with my friend from columbia so it's like okay so he knows yeah, yeah. but That's i paid awesome. for all the other ones after that because i figured i could tap my phone to it to pay but okay like, yeah i was like a foreigner so like i didn't know <laughs> i've never been on public transportation other than like a bus and what an who, adventure who did you talk to there who helped you was it the, the help you with the pitch yeah so uh the guy from oxyclean was incredible yes. so supportive yeah. but like also really on point with helping me kind of reconstruct my pitch mm. and make it so much more relatable for general mm. people mm. focus on the story not like the key points whatever if you're trying to tell people about what you're working on and get them to believe in that story you're not trying to get them to believe in like these certain accomplishments mm -hmm. it's about the big picture yeah and when you only have 60 seconds you have to hit that big picture otherwise you're not going to get them caught on and you're not going to get those investments. Well, so what was your takeaway about showing confidence, about getting the pitch out? What was your main key point takeaway from Fix My Pitch? Uh, smile and keep a positive attitude. That was the big thing. Like I was anxious a lot the last time and that really kind of bummed me down. So just mm -hmm. keeping a positive mindset, knowing that like they believed in me enough to invite me back really just sparked like the fire in my heart and kept me going. And that's like what I needed to push myself. Well, flash forward, I think I heard Mark say that was a master class of a pitch. Yeah, Mark loved it. Mark loved it. Yeah. And that's what they want to see. It's like, yeah, you kind of just crumbled in this elevator, but let's give this another shot. And the other fix my pictures might have not done what they hoped they were doing. Uh, our, our previous guest here, Brandon, um, was more upset about letting those fix my pitch coaches down than anything. Yeah. So uh, they'll be happy to know that you did fix your pitch. And the hard part was getting out of the elevator and, and continuing that pitch to there, too. Yeah. And let's talk about that. So you come out of the elevator, and that's really where you get into the finer points. Again, you said a lot of big words out of yeah. there, but uh, something didn't resonate with the investors because I think it was just out of their category. Yeah. Yeah. So biotech is definitely like a very niche space. You don't get revenue until you get FDA approval. You have to navigate through all these regulatory hurdles. It's a long run. But it's and it's a, a lot of money. It's a huge return. What's your guesstimate of, of people getting into this field, getting that FDA approval, uh, regardless of the kind of product? What's your number that you have to kind of get through that? So like we've looked at acquisition comp. So other companies have been acquired during clinical trials before FDA approval, just based on the data they got in clinical trials. And a lot of them suggest around a $200 million exit for us. $200 million. Yeah, amount of money that I could never spend, let alone think of in like my life. Mm -hmm. So I have no idea. I think I'm just going to get like my little cottage in the woods and just live there and then hide that money away somewhere else. I don't know. You can impact a lot of lives. Yes, absolutely. And that's what your vision yeah. is anyway. And this is, this is exciting. To me, it seemed like, like as Billy said, the investors were also turned, turned a, a little bit about the timing of when you, because in other words, if it was three months ago that you nailed the pitch, yeah, they, they would have hopped on the alert. Yeah. Right time. So that's just a timing thing, but Congratulations to you for that. So yeah. a week ago, they are two weeks ago, big yeah. news happened. Absolutely, yeah. And like hearing that from them is also so much more justifying that they let me know that that like if I had done that pitch better, they would have thrown that money in at that point. Mm -hmm. But now that we have the financials that we need, it's just more validation that like even though they didn't put their money in, 
a lot of other people also saw that value and saw what they got to see today. Mm-hmm. And it's just going to improve from there. The other shocking thing that Todd and I turned to each other is your age. You're 24? Yeah, I turned 25 this year in November. So, That's so awesome. Yeah. So um, I've been working on this before I could start legally drinking. I would still have wine at like the award ceremonies and stuff, but like I'd have to be careful. I, I'm getting flashbacks of when, what we were doing at 24. You were in Tallahassee. I was in Gainesville. I was still a sophomore. <laughs> well, I, I i i had uh i did five years at university of florida and well todd and i you know partied in each other's towns a lot and no what 24 i i had just left for yeah, i think i was gone by then i think 24. i was just left for los angeles with no job no place to live living on a futon in los angeles trying to make things happen so yeah uh congratulations on these wonderful accomplishments at a young age let's flash forward What's your end game? What is a next step? Let's say you get all these approved and where you want them. What's the next thing? Yeah, so just expanding on this technology. It has so much potential to save lives. And all we're exploring right now is that primary indication for catheters. Imagine the impact you could have on burn victims, on kids with drug-resistant infections, on cancer patients. This could revolutionize the medical field and take a lot of the burden off those healthcare workers. Mm -hmm. So just that mission alone is enough to drive me to keep pursuing this technology. And I have that ownership in it that gives me that validation to keep pushing it forward. And like, I know it, it's what I've kind of devoted my life to now at Mm -hmm. this point. So um, I want to see it through to the end. That's why I didn't take the original M&A offer I had for 5 million. I have so much more potential to show. Mm -hmm. I need time to show that. I need investment to get to that point. Mm -hmm. And we've been able to secure that. So tell us the audience, where can we find you? Where can we follow you? Where can we learn more about you? Absolutely. So my LinkedIn, just look up Paldera Inc. And feel free to add me on LinkedIn. Uh, My name is William Colton. You'll see me as the CEO of Paldera Pharmaceuticals. My Instagram is at William underscore Colton. And then our website is www.paldera.com. And we keep updates posted on the website. We're actually releasing a new AI feature pretty soon that should be interactional with patients and people working with our website. So physicians can get an early idea of how quickly they can get the right therapeutic they need for their patients before we even start clinical trials. Just so we can start getting an idea like what they want, get some feedback, Mm -hmm. and then design a tool that can make it even easier for them to use our product. Great. Congratulations again. Pleasure to meet you. We wish you nothing but success. Absolutely. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it being here. Awesome. That was William from Paldera talking about his time on Entrepreneur Elevator Pitch. From all of us at Brandstar Studios and Entrepreneur Magazine, thanks for listening to the Post Pitch Podcast. Please subscribe and review wherever we get your podcasts. This episode was produced by Todd Patton and Sarah Menendez and hosted by Billy B. Check out all the video episodes of Entrepreneur Elevator Pitch on the Entrepreneur YouTube channel or on entrepreneur.com.